It is not the offspring of witchcraft or Satan. It was created by man. It will grow to be 15 feet tall. It will have huge eyes, webbed hands, hooked claws. It will walk upright. And it will mindlessly, mercilessly kill every living thing it meets. Prophecy. Welcome to the latest episode of the podcast that wouldn't die. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, as always, is Aaron. I don't even know what my city's current status is because half my businesses are doing indoor dining, even though, and the health department says they're not doing anything about it. So I don't even know what's happening. You walk but in, whatever. it's just like tuberculosis. And, and no masks. No masks anywhere. Pretty standard. So that's how I'm doing. What up? This week, we'll be discussing the horror classic, Prophecy, starring Talia Shire, Armand Asante, and a giant mutant bear. So good times. Yeah. <laughs> no. Someone had to say it was a bear, quite frankly. It looks like a, the sandworm from Dune or something. That You had to say it was a bear. It's, it's almost like I think it would be better if we didn't know it was a bear. I think it should yeah. just be a crazy mutant thing, but no, they they pretty well establish that it's a bear. What do it's you a bear. It's cubs? That, that, okay, first of all, this is filmed up in British Columbia. Yes, it's cold AF. So yep. a thing with no hair is not going to winter over. Right. I mean, I don't care if it's hibernate. Do they hibernate when they're mutants? Either I way, explain it. it's cold. Nobody was wearing shorts and tank tops at, at, in this movie. It's cold. Right. It's the north. Well, it takes place in Maine, which is well, also it's a not lie. exactly warm. Well, exactly. Not exactly warm either. It takes place in Maine, but it's filmed in British Columbia. Now, <laughs> do you want to give my, my since please. I jumped in? Yes, please. Give us your 30 second synopsis, please. All right. So, it's a little confusing. So, doctor slash EPA scientist? No, no, no. Medical doctor. Medical no EPA doctor. background or experience of any kind. All right. J- just a, a doctor. Yes. Work, working in the slums of Maine? Is that is that what you're telling I, me? I think he's in D.C.? Oh, I got you. So, so they recruited him. Okay. See, I go too far. You've gone too it, far. He's in a major metropolitan city, and, yes. and they're taking like a slice right out of the news. So they're, they're, he's he's caring for a little baby in some kind of a slum housing with one of those absentee. But the baby has rat bites, right? And and that was like a thing in like the seventies. It was like the, the landlords were not taking care of their property; they were infested. You know. You had lead paint, you had rodents, asbestos, and asbestos, and, and no wonder the poor stay poor. You know, you're, right. you're affecting generations. So this is like ripped from the headlines kind of thing. And he's outraged, and he's going to have the you know the landlord taking care of blah blah blah. Then then rando dude pops up and says, "Hey, 
I got a job for you. There's a, I, I know that you actually care about people, unlike everyone else uh, I see on a day-to-day basis. So uh, uh, you're going to be recruited for the EPA to go to Maine because there's a battle between the, the native people and the logging company. They need someone to do an environmental impact uh, report. Okay, like, I don't know, medical doctor, environmental impact report, right. never done it before, but wh- why not? I mean, I'm sure. Right. I, of, well, all the, of all the shit they brought with them, including a f***ing cello and a canoe, <laughs> I didn't see a lot of, of chemistry sets. No, you uh, did not. Via, I mean, anything scientific. Well, he wouldn't even have the expertise what? to do that anyway. It, so it, it's like, assume, he says, we've got enough yeah. tree experts. We need a people person up there. That's what he says at one point. <laughs> it's like, okay, how is that helpful? Good yeah, Lord. It, it's jibba jabba, gibba gabba. So anyway, they all pack up and, you know, as one does, one brings their wife on business uh, things who shows yep. up everywhere with him. How come she wasn't at the projects with him, too? She might as well with her cello. With her fucking cello, a giant cello. <laughs> Literally, to get to this house, it's a 10-mile dirt, dirt road drive and then a boat across the lake. Yes. And there's a payphone. Uh, somewhere near the cabin. There's a payphone in some super remote part <laughs> of Maine. I was thinking, it, it makes like zeros. It's like, so here's where you're going to be staying, but it is literally miles away from the paper company you're going to be looking at. Or you're going to be totally isolated. That you're supposed to be helping. So right. fascinating. Illogical. Yes. So yeah. anyway, the, the, the lumber company wants the EPA there because little known fact uh, back in the day I worked at a timber company and a pulp mill <laughs> back oh in the day God. yes I did so this is like you this is your life story this is saying. my life story I was the one who poured the mercury right right into the bay <laughs> um, I, I was like one of my jobs many jobs up in Humboldt County was uh, security at Louisiana Pacific at the pulp mill and at like Simpson Simpson Timber Company. Anyway, so very nice. So the the the, the lumber company is insisting on the EPA report. Usually that doesn't go hand in hand, especially with what we find out later. So anyway, the native people, and by native we mean Armand Asante, native activist Armand Asante. Yes. 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 Uh, Never looked so good. This is prime Armand Asante, by the way. <laughs> who I always thought was French, but, but in fact, born and raised in New York City. So yep. He's half Italian in uh, descent. Yeah. Still not French. <laughs> uh, Still not French. <laughs> but anyway, so they were like not wanting the EPA in and were chaining themselves across. The lumber company was going to chainsaw his head off. Nonsense, nonsense, nonsense. Anyway, right. they they get out in the wilderness. Uh, skinless bear worm of dune goes wacky tobacky. People die. 
Oh, oh, look, there's mercury causing mutations and giant tadpoles. Whatever, whatever, the end. What happens? We don't know. That, that was good. Good stuff yeah. there. That yeah, basically, all. There's, a, there's a pitched battle that's going to the Supreme Court between the native people and this paper company, essentially, who has the right to this land, essentially. So the EPA... Because they can't figure out who actually has, uh, who owns the land for some reason. They're like, well, we'll just let the EPA figure it out. Yeah, the if EPA it's... is not going to figure out who owns the fucking land. The EPA is going to figure out if, if, if what's the impact of the logging. But I think what they were saying is, if they can prove that it's bad for the environment, then the, the native people will get the land. And if it's good for the environment, then the logging company can keep doing what it's doing, I guess. And they did bring up the points that the logging companies always bring up. Like, for every one tree we cut, we plant this many new ones. You know, young trees produce more oxygen than an old thousand-year-old tree. Blah, blah, blah. Clear-cutting is more efficient and does blah, 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 blah. Mercury's just good for you. Mer- Mercury is fun for the family. I used it's to, fun I, for the I, whole family. I used to bust uh, um, thermometers open back when we had thermometers full of mercury to play you with it. Play. And I think I gave some. I put some in a cup that mom drank out of when she was pregnant with the twins. So that may explain some things. <laughs> what is happening? Because <laughs> the truth is coming out. <laughs> it's confessional time. I guess. Um had you, when had you heard of prophecy initially? Because we got to be clear, this is prophecy, not the prophecy, the 90s movie with Christopher Walken. Yeah, because you kept saying, you know, prophecy with Christopher Walken. I was like, huh, I don't remember. I remember There's... Robert Foxworth looking like Dennis D. Young from Sticks, but that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe, maybe he's disguised as a, as a native person, like Armand de Santa. He, he might as well be. <laughs> he's the bear. I, I had never... I. Basically, I remember seeing the VHS at Blockbuster. I think I... that's probably what. But I remember being very disturbed by the rat bite thing, going, oh. It's very upsetting. It's very upsetting. So what? Do you, so both of us, basically, I, don't, I never saw any commercials for this, obviously. I was far too young. I um, might have seen commercials for that. It would always be right before mom and dad are going out. We had no babysitter. So I'd be like scared. Oh, don't go out. Oh, don't leave us alone. And they're f*** off. We're going uh, out. The, I've been waiting guys, all week. For those of you guys counting at home, that's four F-bombs in the first five minutes of the show. <laughs> so thank you very much. Uh, I had no idea. I remember seeing the the VHS box, and it is it's like a, a mutant fetus on the cover it's of a still like a, in like the embryo or the sack or whatever amniotic sack. <laughs> either one and egg or whatever. Just looking at that, you have no idea what this movie's about. It could be: is this an alien in space? I mean, what's happening? I'm gonna tell you right now what it is. It's it's alive bear version. That's basically what it is. Um, <laughs> it's a sad situation. Uh, it is. The is a sad situation. I literally wrote a page of notes. Just, I mean, I was running out of space. On annihilation, I just wrote annihilation. Prophecy, I'm looking at my book right now. I have a page and a half. 
It, it is it is GD ridiculous. I, I mean, pig, bear, slug. The, I have to tell you, the movie's not particularly outstanding. I mean, there, there are clear logic holes in this, like the fact that they recruit a medical doctor with no environmental or scientific training. I, I don't know to... if they know, but there's actually people who work at the EPA. Yes, there are. You don't have to recruit. It's not just off the like an empty office, and when they need someone, they they like drive around and just say, "Hey, uh, I saw something posted, uh, a job post in front of the co-op. The EPA needs someone right. to go uh, do some investigation, even though you've had no experience." I mean, there are scenes where it's like he shouldn't know that. There's like the scene where um, he sees the trees with the roots above the ground. And he's like, these trees, their roots should be buried deep. It's like, how do you know that? How do you know? He remembers that from his freshman year, college, uh, whatever, earth science class. It, it makes no sense. It's like, maybe it's a banyan tree. You have no idea, pal. What yeah. did you become? Tell me what kind of tree that is. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, good luck. But he's, he happens to know this. And then I kept thinking as he's getting the tour of the paper mill, you have no environmental training. How would you even know what to look for? Right. How would you even know what to look for? You just take it so, I don't know, use any chemicals? No, we don't use any chemicals. Uh, okay. Well, like, first, I assume you would have to know whatever process, how to process the, the right. whole thing from from a, a, a log in the river to the pulp to the paper and blah, 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 blah. Right. You would at least have, have to know, know that to know something's wrong. Right. The only How reason about, they figure out did he take one sample of any, water sample anything? Well, they they happened to accidentally step into some mercury mud on the banks of the water. So how much wouldn't... mercury has to be in the mud that literally you step in the mud and your foot comes up silver? Right. <laughs> I mean, exactly. everything. Everyone would be dead. Yes, everybody. Everybody. Well, they... Including not just the native people, but I gotta tell people, the people who work at the mill also yeah. live there. That's so true. they would be impacted the same way. If it right. literally, oh look, I've silver coated my foot. <laughs> right. Well, that's the thing. There's giant like salmon jumping in the river. Uh, there's giant tadpoles. But I mean that's all interesting. But people like babies are dying, like as mute are being born as mutants or are dying stillborn. Right, like, all birth the, I mean, it's a Total birth defect. It's like a huge issue. And you it know, would but, be all the animals because the smallest fish. It's it's frankly it's like the mercury poison we have right now. That's why you're not supposed to eat big sea fish like sailfish and swordfish. The bigger the fish, the more small fish. So exponentially the poison goes up higher 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 big fish eat little fish and so on so by the time you're eating a big fish it's so much poisoning that's why pregnant women hello we're living this future pregnant women are not supposed to be eating big fish right well it's i mean maybe i'm viewing the world through rose-colored glasses if there were widespread birth defects in this area you think there'd be a bigger outcry. You know what I'm saying? Rather than just like, well, we'll send some rando in there and do a couple uh, water tests and call it even. You well, know what I mean? I don't know. Unless it's they're trying to imply that it's only affected the native people, which makes no sense because everybody would be 
in those communities, everybody fishes, you know? You're not rich working at the pulp mill. Right. You're you still the... out there. It's an outdoor area. You're still hunting. You're still fishing. They would yes. be seeing all this crazy crap, too. No question. No question. Now, in my opinion, I mean, looking at my list, the movie's kind of like whatever. But when the the uh, the attack occurs with the family in the woods, that's, that's pure comedy genius. Pure that's comedy. That's what goes right through the roof. It was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. They they cut to the scene and you see there's a tent built, but evidently no one's sleeping in the tent. I put that note down. I'm like, why did you bother putting up the tent if everybody's just laying in mummy bags all all around the floor and not even near the fire? Some rando is like way off. Not you- not near each other. Not near the tent. Not near the fire. So you're like, like what is happening? Or why don't you scatter meat around yourself? Well, maybe they did. <laughs> you, hear, you hear the roar, and the one homie zips himself up and tries to jump around, jump away, hopping in his in his uh, sleeping bag. He literally and- is doing like a pogo step. He's yes. in a yellow mummy bag coming to a point, and he's trying to hop. Right. <laughs> Try to hop away. Good luck with that, pal. He gets hit by the mutant bear and literally flies into a rock and explodes. Explodes feathers everywhere. He, like, pops. Right. I was like, there's no way you thought this was scary. There was no way anybody watched it said, oh, yeah, terrifying. Terrifying. Oh, my God. That's the Darwin Awards. If you think the best way to escape a creature is to zip yourself up and hop like a pogo stick, yes, uh, then then you deserve to go splatter. I, I have to say, uh, besides uh, being melted like an old candle left yep. out in the sun, uh, apparently these bears have superhuman strength. Well, they're like fifteen feet tall or something ridiculous. And That's... only most bears, you know, when they're when they're boogieing, are not boogieing on their hind legs. This bear only walks on its hind legs. Right. That's correct. He's like King Kong, basically walking around. Um, I so love. You the... Think you should outrun it because it's a slow AF. Right. But it's it's hard to explain. This thing is a, is a freak show. But let me let me go back to the, the Bizarro family because we meet them the first day that uh, Maggie and Rob arrive by a plane and they're like oh we're hiking into our camp hang on uh, maggie and rob are the names of the characters aren't they the name of the characters from northern exposure i think you're right isn't that i wonder if they stole that from that <laughs> it's a bizarre coincidence or is it <laughs> or is it i like to think that they were named after this we'll just say that that's true Right. I remember, well, I mean, looking at this, I remember Natalia Shire's name was Maggie. I wouldn't have remembered the other guy's name was Rob. I just happened to be looking at IMDb. Um, but they meet, there's a young family who's like, it's like a father and his two children are like, hey, we're hiking into, you know, camp out in the woods. Then if you watch the movie, it's like literally a night occurs and the next day and you still see that family hiking through the woods. Like they haven't reached their, their campsite yet. It's like, what in the hell is going on? How far away is your campsite? And what They're going deep, man. I guess. <laughs> They're still hiking. But I like that the transistor radio is still picking up all the stations. It's yes. like uh, like one of those AM stations that bounces around the clouds forever. Yeah. What well, One can only hope. So that's, that's when the fun begins, honestly. <laughs> um, all the other stuff about, you know, oh, we're, we're mistreating the environment. Fine. I don't really care. 
It's when the bear's on the loose and goes crazy. That's what I want. Because it's like, people have been murdered, I guess, sporadically by this bear. And uh, the logging company blames it on the people they call the OPs, the original people, the OPs. The OPs. I, I, I'm glad you figured that out because I was like, the OPs, is that the name of their tribe? What is that? No, they say there's a bunch of different tribes, including the Passamaquoddy, who are now calling Not the Quetzalcoatl. The, the Quetzalcoatls. Um, <laughs> Who now just refer to themselves as the OPs, the original people. Um, All right. So they, the logging people think that they're the ones murdering their logging people. I don't know. Their Which makes no sense. I don't know. Be- but it makes no sense because clearly they're, they're like mauled. They're like ripped to shreds. <laughs> well, Usually... That- Yes, you're right. Oh God, or they've exploded against a rock. So that, that makes no sense. But it's totally like when you see these old documentaries about the, the coal mines and stuff where, yep. where the mine owners and the police are, are the, the same. Yes, that's correct. They're all so on the, the take. Right, they're all on the take. So clearly it's one of those situations where where careful works for the company. Yes. It's a company so town. Yes. Um, the the first scene of this movie, I have to talk about this because there there's a search party. We don't realize at the time going through the woods with dogs and flashlights. It kind of looks like those scenes from like ET, where the guys right. are going through the woods trying to find ET. Um, and they've got the dogs got the got the scent right. They're running through the woods, running through the woods. The dog literally runs off the cliff. Which I don't think a dog would do that. Call me crazy. I don't think a dog would do that either. <laughs> just run, flies off the cliff. Luckily, he's on a leash. So they try to pull him up. And how high do you think this cliff was? This is like 50 feet or something ridiculous. Wouldn't you say? They're... I would say that whole scene was ridiculous. How many times? First, you're like fishing with a dog. Where was the bear? It was like 90 feet below. So right, that's did... what I'm saying. So, how, how did the, the the bear eat the dog? Then, when the first two people die screaming, the first thing you do is also go down. Yeah, there. I'm not. I'm like, not also going down. Yes, mofo. The, we're calling uh, the sheriff or something later. Sorry. Yes, yes. <laughs> we, 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 we tell you the scene. So the dog flies off the cliff again. How long is the leash? Is the next question. Not mm-hmm. not ninety feet. It's not a ninety foot leash. So they're pulling it up, but of course. Something kill, eats the dog or pulls the dog off. They can't right. see. Oh, my God, what happened? Two guys scale down the cliff down to find out what happened. And immediately, ah, no, ah, silence. So there's a third guy who's like, hmm, Dave, Steve, what's going on? No, no response. Okay, I'll be right down. Uh-huh. Bad move. That's never the good move. And then, yes. And didn't it seem like there were more than just three people? It was hard to see because it was people running through the dark with flashlights. But I swear around. to you, when it first started, it seemed like there was a whole group of people. And then in the end, it was only three and two dogs. You're right. I, I don't know. You're right. They, they had a few extras thrown in there for, for good reason. Who, who just mysteriously vanished. And then uh, smash cut to they are airlifting the dog out of the woods. Because the dog had the sen- the good sense not to, to go down the hill, unlike the humans. Right, the other dog. But it's just like they said, well, the dog came to the ranger station by itself. Why did, they have, why did you just put it in the helicopter? It's a dog. How about this? How did the rangers get to the ranger station? 
That's the question. Do we, do we really have to airlift this one basset hound back to town? Ridiculous. It's all ridiculous. Sweet it's not like he has some, some important information to give you. Exactly. It's a dog, for God's sakes. We have a dog psychic. It's going to tell us what he saw. Oh, sweet Jesus. Um, were there any scenes you wanted to talk about? I got, I got a list more, but you want to jump in? Uh, let's see. I, well, you already talked about the best scene, which is the people hopping around. That is the best feathers. Scene. If you can, if you can look on YouTube, I, I don't know if it's on there. It better be of the of the kid literally exploding when the bear hits him. That, it is that, ridiculous. It's a classic. There was yes. a cool shot of uh, like somebody's grandpa in the tribe where yeah. the flames are burning against his glasses, and the, is, is that from Cool Hand Luke? <laughs> clearly inspired by cool ham luke because they use that. it again in oh brother where art thou too okay with with the reflection of the burning <laughs> against uh, like the dude's glasses there's that that scene is is bloody hilarious when they're all at the <laughs> native uh village basically with the tps everywhere and the bears like attacking everybody and they have to go hide in the tunnels they leave old gramps out there defend for himself and the bear doesn't do anything to him there's multiple scenes in this where it's like basically gramps's brain has turned to mush due to the mercury so he can't really take care of himself anymore we discover so there are multiple scenes where they're running from the bear monster and basically just leave gramps behind they don't they don't give a damn they don't give a damn well gramps thinks he has a spiritual connection which in the end makes no sense Uh, oh boy (laughs) <laughs> I, will, I will give you a, a couple of my favorite scenes. Go for it. Ta- Talia Shire with, with the screaming uh, knife-fingered baby bear who, yes. uh, who every so often will just start gnawing on her throat as she screams. <laughs> right! But still holds it close like a suckling baby. But still babe. holds it close. I'd be facing it the other direction because it's, it's eating my throat. Yes. So then, of course, the freaking bear is looking for its baby that's squacking. Yeah. So it's, but I can't give it back. But then crazy uh, Foxworth, after it, after it tries to gnaw on uh, like the third time. Shower's yes. neck again, he's carried it. And it tries to gnaw on him. So he drowns it and leaves it in the water. How about you could have just left it on the freaking yes. shore? Yes. yes. And then the bear would stop chasing you, you idiot. Because well, this is, I, I mean, I get this is his proof, but this is no freaking proof. Because I found one mutant, therefore, this is the, the whole key to everything? The, what? Yeah, this, is, this is a question mark. We discover halfway through the movie, they discover two little mutant bear cubs stuck in a net. And one of them is dead and one is clinging to life. And he does an emergency, like, something. Gets an IV. He, he pumps him full of adrenaline, which he happens to have in his pocket. Because you also don't see him with any kind of medical bag. No medical bag. Very sad. Um, and, and nurses this thing back to health. But I kept thinking to myself, not that I advocate murdering mutant cubs or anything like that. But it's just like, who can't, if you bring in the body, that's not sufficient. That's not yeah. good enough. It's got to be alive and kicking. I don't know. Well, I don't and know then, what the point and is. then she just drowned it yes. while you're crossing the river just for fun. 
But that, clearly, this is why this bear is chasing you. It's like all these things. I think that was that the deal in Orca or something? Like the baby yes. popped out yes. and then that it was a lovely scene. Yes. That was that was so disturbing. It was yeah. lovely. The geography of all this doesn't make a whole hell of a lot of sense as well. They have to fly a helicopter in to look for, you know, the, the campsite, right? Of where right. the family was murdered. Not far from that is the village where Grandpa lives, which is not that far from wherever they were talking on the phone. Remember, because Armand Asante was like, "Hey, I want to show you something." Right. Um, which doesn't seem that far from uh, at the very. I mean, first of all, that and, place Rose, and and where the phone was was clearly a picnic area. It was a, a picnic area. And, was, and there's roads everywhere. Yes. So, and they make so how remote is this that they right. there's a freaking uh, hey kids I, I want to tell you before cell phones you had to carry like twenty cents in your pocket yes. in case you got into trouble yes. and then they had these phones and you had to put money in a booth a booth um, so the geography is weird so they get in when they helicopter in to do their investigation now it's too windy and too rainy to leave my helicopter um so they're stuck in the woods i guess basically they're not that far from that picnic area we talked about but that's neither here nor there um when the bear shows up i like you said i guess now looking for the baby cubs um Oh, oh, why didn't they find it while they were sitting in the river if you got such great radar exactly (laughs) Isley who works for the company along with the sheriff show up and they show the mutant baby to Isley and he immediately turns over a new leaf he's like oh my god you're right did you know they use mercury I I guess I didn't want to know what do you mean you want to know you would have been your direction yes what do you mean I I didn't want to know you run the company you You run run who's you're signing the checks for the mercury delivery. Right. Exactly. It's ridiculous. So but stupid. I appreciate that he turns over a new leaf. Where in reality, he'd be like, I don't give a damn. Sheriff. This, help, this doesn't prove anything. Right. And why would you be so interested in having the EPA dig around knowing the place was full of mercury? I guess they said that because it's mercury, mercury will sink to the bottom. So if yes. you do a simple water tests, they won't come up on the water tests. That's what they were saying. Like, we test the water every week. But it's because mm-hmm. it's mercury. It sinks to the... But again, if you walk along the banks of the river, it's mercury town, basically. So literally, they accidentally, like, step in the mercury, and it's obviously there. So yeah. good times. Um, oh, sweet Jesus. So the pilot gets his head... Bastion, so they're dragging him around. Uh, so they're, oh God, sweet Jesus, they're trapped on the on the top of the uh, forest. Uh, Isley, who's now a good guy, goes like, "Hey, I'm gonna go get to the radio tower to radio for for help." I'm yeah, he's man, a, he's but... about eighty, and I'm gonna hustle up the the side of the mountain and and climb. Uh, a razor wire fence to do what? I don't know. Smoke a Cause, cigarette. Because they're like, we can't just hike back into civilization because by then it will be dark again and the bear will be attacking us at dark. Can't come out and during the day? It's a vampire the- bear and no one has a car, although there's roads everywhere. 
Right. <laughs> exactly. There's no there's no rule that says the bear cannot kill you during the day, as we see. Because Isley <laughs> manages to hike to the radio tower and they quickly realize, oh yeah, I don't have a key to this place anyway. Yeah. The gates are all locked, everything's locked. Oh, of course, then there's the bear, broad day- daylight coming to kill him. He tries oh my to sneak God, that under. Was, that was so stupid. The fence, <laughs> you could totally have squeezed through that fence. Right. And if the bear can knock uh, a human uh, at the speed of a bullet against a rock, they're, they're going to cut through uh, that gate like butter. Well, at the end of the movie, they're hiding inside the house. The bear shows up, and literally the wall just explodes. Yeah. Ridiculous. <laughs> that was a huge... He's literally Godzilla. Out this, this ah! giant bear. Just, there is no place to go. Um, somehow, Armand Asante manages to hotwire a truck that they find As abandoned on the side of the road. Yeah. But it only goes five miles an hour for some reason. No one knows why with the stories. They lash poor uh, a pilot with a brain injury on top of... <laughs> and they drive through town, or drive through the forest at five miles an hour looking with the searchlight because now it's midnight again where is it where is it and the bear just pops up boom knocks the truck onto its side it's a bionic bear it is godzilla it is literally godzilla armand asante makes a half-assed attempt to free the pilot who's now wide awake (laughs) f it i'm out of here to be murdered yeah (laughs) so he's dead to the river they're like we just got to swim across the 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 lake here because our house on the other side let's go do that camp they leave grandpa camp they leave adult-minded grandpa on the shore who just stands there as they swim away and the bear comes up full-on ray harryhausen claymation oh picks yeah. up picks up gramps eats him Oh, yeah. That, sorry, I was, Gramps. I, I was looking at that. I'm like, is that a tentacle? Or is that supposed to be him flailing around? He's swallowing him whole like a snake? I was yeah, like, what it, the hell is happening here? It was it was rough. It was rough, Slen. Again, <laughs> no one cares about poor old Gramps. It's like his granddaughter turns around like halfway through the lake and goes, where's Grandpa? You knew he was brain yeah. damaged. You don't just leave him behind. Poor Grandpa. He thought it was it was a, a native revenge. Nope. You got eaten, too. You got eaten, too. Again, <clears throat> Armand Asante bails on the poor pilot who's lashed to the roof. And what's her name? What is her name? I got to tell you. Uh, Ramona. Ramona bails on Grandpa. Like the Ramona pageant? Like the, they, Exactly. That's what she was <laughs> named after. They swim, and this is about the time Robert Foxworth eats or eats murders the the poor. <laughs> I want Robert Foxworth to eat the baby bear. <laughs> Turn him out as fair play. I mean, and frankly, I'm not swimming across that lake because they've already established that's the mercury. So they're swimming through the damn mercury with, and there's giant mutant salmon swimming through there and giant mutant like tadpoles. Like the size of a canoe. And, and the tadpoles are as big as a, like a football. I mean, you're screwed no matter what you do at this stage of the game. Uh, so <laughs> they get to the other side. But, uh, okay, so Jesus. he drowns the, the freaking bear and then just lets it go. So now I got nothing. You can, well, early. <laughs> right. Well, everyone's murdered, I guess. If, if we survive the night at this point, who cares? They, uh, um, he had Armand Asante drag the dead cub with him for some reason. <laughs> then they smash cut to just lay it on the floor. 
Oh, yeah. Later on, the bear snatches the dead one, and you see it like covered in flies. Richard Dysart on his way to the tower finds it all like rotten and meaty. Because <laughs> oh, the bear is like knew that they, he was going to go to the tower, so met him there. Ridiculous. Eight miles yeah. away. Right. That the bear is hustling. This point, six people have been murdered by the bear uh, before this this carnage this evening. Now the bears just chasing them wherever they go. Wherever they go, there's the bear. We've we, you know we got it your knows, crazy cub. It knows where it's going. It's like super smart, super fast, super strong bear. After eating grandpa on the banks, it's now wading across the lake. They get to the other side. They turn around. The bear like submerges itself. Robert Foxworth is like, it drowned! It drowned! Yay! Uh-huh. When you knew that's not... Come on, bro. bro. No, one, no one believed that. It didn't no commit one suicide it. because it couldn't find the babies. No. It wasn't feeling depressed. Right. <laughs> of course, two seconds later, it pops its head up. Oh my god, I guess it didn't drown. So they go into the house. And they try to barricade it. There's like that, that hasty scene where they're nailing boards against the windows. Again, when the bear arrives, the walls just literally—boom, boom. boom. Uh, a poor old log hits Ramona. We never see her again. I don't know if she's dead. What happens? No, she's as good as dead. She's as good as dead. Has to to handle his biz. He gets murdered. Where's that Smacked cello? Why couldn't they hit the bear with the cello? Why not? Robert Foxworth gets picked some reason is able to sit there and stab an arrow for 20 minutes uh, oh my god he comes jumping like a spider monkey like like flies 20 feet through the air lands on top of the freaking bear just starts stabbing him and first frankly why the hell is armand asante walking around with a bow and arrow that seems super racist well, he didn't. He didn't walk around with it. He was in the the uh, the teepee. Well, the whole scenario is super racist. Let's let's be honest. But yes, <laughs> there's it's only ever like three arrows in there, and, and he's like walking around. This is how we do it because we don't have guns in our our tribe. Give me a break. Well, how, let's be- just talk about the Hollywood whitewashing again. Armand Desante, famous Native American activist. Not so much. Not so much. Just because he has brown so hair doesn't much. mean. Doesn't mean he's Native American, you racist. Maybe he's like Billy Jack or something. I don't know. Also racist. That's just <laughs> established that. Oh, sweet Jesus. They kill the bear. They stab it. The problem with what they established earlier is that they caught a salmon from that uh, lake, which they all ate, but now they know the salmon's full of mercury. Oh, my. causes mutations in fetuses. Uh-oh. Talia Shire's pregnant. So now she's given birth to to a mutant I, bear. I'm not sure how that works. I, I'm not sure you eat one fish and now suddenly inside your body, your baby is now like uh, turning, growing a tail and fins and look, fang teeth and a lust for blood. Look, Rob. Oh my God. Oh, freeze. Freeze. Her baby is the It's Alive baby. It's Alive is part two of this. How it's part that? two? <laughs> I like how you say freeze, freeze. <laughs> and then we pause dramatically. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, sweet Jesus. No, that was that was what was so funny is earlier in the movie, she's playing the cello. And I guess the, you know, morning sickness or something drives her. She's like, oh, I can't finish. I can't finish playing. I even concert. It was very upsetting. And how does Talia Shire survive all this? She seems to have no skills whatsoever. First to go. Should have been the first. Oh, so she, but that's, this is a big issue because her, her hippie husband uh, is basically like, I don't want to bring another child in this world. There's so many babies that don't have homes, but of course I don't want to adopt any. I just don't want, I don't want any but, children near me. Just keep Get your fucking f- children away from me. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a big thing in the seventies. I know you're too young, but like in all the family, that was like, um, Meathead yeah, didn't want to have didn't want to have kids because of the overpopulation of the earth. It was a big issue. They thought it was going to be like soil and green, and maybe they were right. It's people. It's it's, it's ma- bare. It's made out of people. I'm literally looking at my notes. It's going around the court, the edges of the paper. Yeah, out of <laughs> oh my lord! I think I'm good. Do you have any other scenes you want to talk about? No, I talked about everything. I wrote it all down. Yeah. When it gets to the part where it's supposed to be scary is when it gets hilarious. That's exactly. that's the moral of the story. It gets uh, there's the scene. Oh, I gotta talk about this. So they're in the tunnels, which for some reason exist underneath uh, grandpa's teepee. And the sheriff Grandpa announces there's tunnels under the entire forest. Why? Yeah. We don't know. We don't know. We have no idea. But the sheriff is down in the tunnel with them. They're all hiding from the crazy bear, and it seems like it's silent. The sheriff pokes his head out. And you see his legs kicking, ah, ah, and then it drops down, and it's clearly like a crazy mannequin with a, a with like a <laughs> Halloween mask thrown on. If you want to see, I have to say this: if you want to see horrible mannequins get launched out of cannons, this is the movie <gasps> for you, because it's a lot of the bear swings its crazy animatronic arm out, and then you just see like. Like a rigor mortis body that does not articulate or move in any way, just fly across the screen. <laughs> like, what is happening? That's what happened to poor Armand Asante. Good lord! Oh, oh. And, and, and you knew when that dude popped his head up that he was going to get was that locked off. Did, well, you, also, did he see no bugs, buddy? You should have put like your helmet on a stick and raise it up. I, yeah. I think that's a World War One thing, quite yeah. frankly. Just don't do it. Don't do, don't it. do it. It was literally like. Oh, real person cut fake body drops down. Like That's clearly, right. it was. Oh, sweet lord, hilarious, hilarious. Okay. Um, <laughs> do you want to do? Should we do uh, behind the scenes? Yes, regale me with tales. This is all sorts of good stuff. This movie uh, was filmed, like you said, in British Columbia, and this actually triggered what they call the Hollywood North. When people stopped filming as much in the United States and said, hey, we can go film in Canada for all the, the good tax breaks. This was actually, and a non-union and non-union. You can get a bunch of Canadians in there. They're very polite. That's all you need to know. Very so, polite. A lot of prostitutes in the B.C. And serial killers. <laughs> If you happen to live in BC, we apologize, by the way. <laughs> Sweet Lord. Uh, this movie was directed by John Frankenheimer, who you might remember from... The Island of Dr. Moreau. Island of Dr. Moreau. This was like 20 years earlier. So this was, this was still... 
This is his Sadly, peak. he hasn't really improved. For some reason, when I heard the name Frankenheimer, I'm like, oh, I think he did a bunch of stuff. No, really, he just did a bunch of shit. Well, he did, he did some high-profile things in, like, the 60s. Where people are like, ooh, I like that. And then after that, it was schlock down. Yeah. Um, Paying the bills. This movie was rated PG, shockingly enough. It was supposed to be R, but they cut out a lot of scenes of violence and gore to make it more PG. And Frankenheimer felt that that kind of dulled the horror. Like it was going to be just a terrifying, it was going to be The Exorcist. It was going to be. <laughs> is, is Frankenheimer still alive? I, you know what? I'm, I can find it's out. Fine. Maybe it's time for a director's cut. It, maybe. Exactly. Because you add all that back in and it's still going to be a PG-13. <laughs> right. Originally, the bear looked much more like the creature on the, the VHS box. Like that, that creature in the fetus like it was going to have like tusks and things like that. Frankenheimer is the one who suggested they change it to look more bear-like. Well, that's too bad. That was a big mistake. Big yes. mistake. Uh, horror author Stephen King is particularly fond of this film. He talks about <laughs> it extensively in his book, Dance Macabre. Well, he's from Maine. This is supposed to take place in Maine. Right. Maybe that's why he likes it. Yeah. Um, this was based upon a real disaster that took place in Japan in 1958, where chemical, a chemical plant caused severe mutations and Neurological and there were degeneration in the locals. There were no giant or, bears, but there were did people this who got cause sick. the ring? Was it the ring? It was caused, it dark water? It... <laughs> uh, Talia Shire. Her involvement in this movie, too. They had to cut down a lot of her scenes because she was involved with this. Yeah. So they should just cut down her scenes I, in this I as well. I have some Talia Shire shit that I had no idea. I had no idea she was a Coppola. Uh, she is. That's right. She's uh, uh, Francis Ford's sister. And she's Jason Schwartzman's mother. I had no idea. It's, it's all, yeah, all her, her husband, Jack Schwartzman, uh, gave birth to uh, Jason Schwartzman. Her husband gave birth? That's fascinating. <laughs> that made no sense as I was saying it. Sweet Lord. Uh, I, I always hated Talia Shire. She is always, her, she is the quintessential victim. She's always a victim. She is. And she's in The Godfather, whining about something. Whining, she's in, whining. She's in the Rocky movies, telling Rocky Adrian! you can't win. Adrian! There, there's nothing worse <laughs> than when you're preparing for the big fight. And your wife keeps coming and going, Rocky, you can't win. It's like, well, thanks for the vote of confidence. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, the giant bear monster who they called K Katahdin was like the, the legend that the native people uh, gave to him. was right. played by an actor named Kevin Peter Hall, who was seven feet, two inches. And he also was the guy who played the Predator and Harry and the Hendersons. Oh. Same guy. So there you nice. go. Uh, this film was shot under tight security. Oh, Jesus. Okay? They didn't know the actors and crew were pledged to secrecy. Oh, no Jesus. cameras were allowed, and a CIA agent was hired to security. They should have saved some of that money and put it into the script. You're telling me, sweet <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Leonard Malton described the monster as a giant salami in his review. <laughs> No, it's like a, what a dune creature. It, it looks like when you see, for a while, 
it was very popular. They had stuffed animals of all these weird, like, creatures that live on your body, like the, the, the bugs that live in your eyelashes. And I swear to you, this bear looks like one of those things. Like a dust mite or something? Like a giant swole dust mite or something. It's disgusting. This movie debuted the same month as Alien. Huh. Interesting. Which may have Two ends of this box office. Yeah, you, you think that's what affected the box office? They seem to be on two different ends of the spectrum there. <laughs> the, the novelization. The novelization? The oh, yeah. You can look it up. You can read it. Uh, the, t- the tagline is, a novel of unrelenting terror. That's a lie. That's, that's a, a lie! lie. And they say it also contains numerous differences from the film, as well as considerable background information on all. Then how is it a novelization if you change it? Now it's just a different story. Is it a reimagining? It's a (laughs) reimagining. It's Suspiria. Yeah, this was a part of a string of horror movies in the seventies and eighties, in which monsters were spawned environmental pollution and human nature. It's important to know. Yeah, and we learned those lessons because after that, we, we saw global warming and, and, and pollution. But how Thank many God. mutant bears have we seen? We got you credit right. where credit is due. They did take care of the mutant bear problem. But then, so now it's 2020, so it came to me. You need to talk to your Hollywood friends. I came up with this new idea. Because since it's 2020, anything could happen next. So my thing is we get the La Brea Tar Pits cracks open and we get like a Godzilla-like uh, tar monster, maybe a giant sloth tar monster who wrecks havoc because we keep uh, electing Trump and supporting his crazy ideas. So we must be punished. It goes to Orange County. It comes to Kern County. It 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 attacks all the red. <laughs> is it after us? Is that what you're saying? It only goes to Orange County and then to Kern County. It goes to the conservative uh, blocks to, punish, to all are punished. All are punished. Sloths move very slowly, so it might be a lot. But it's movie. a mutant one made out of tar because it crawls out of the La Brea tar pits. So it makes a lot of sense to me. And La Brea means tar, so I'm saying the tar tar pits. Is that true? Yes. La Brea means the tar. Brea's tar. The tar tar pits. Um, interesting. The blurb on the poster. She lives. Don't move. Don't breathe. There's nowhere to run. She will find you. Prophecy. The monster movie. Very- uh-huh. <laughs> so they try to make it seem like the bear is some ancient avenging spirit. But since it kills the old man, I think it would have been more effective if they didn't kill the old man. That would make it like it's part of the prophecy. It's clearly not part of the prophecy. Very sad. Um, yeah. Are the giant tadpoles part of the prophecy? That's all Those part of the- it's, it's heavy in the tadpoles. It's all tadpoles. So does the movie Frogs also take place in the same ponds? It does. It does. It all takes place in the, the forest of Maine. Should we talk about the cast? Yes. Tell me why Armando Santi took this role because he was pretty much looking prime right there. Is this before or after? Bellies are the Cajun. This is <laughs> this is before. <laughs> this is when he was. I'll take what you got. Uh, Robert Foxworth plays Rob, and he was on Falcon Crest. Yeah, 
Uh, he's a voice actor in the Transformers movies. Interesting. He's got the locks like a labradoodle, pure seventies do. So bizarre. I'm trying to think. Like, I'm trying to think what I would know him from, and I'm having a hard time. Now he was in some other series because he he. Well, you got to imagine him with shorter hair, of course. I'm it's googling very, it. Right I know now. he he was married to Elizabeth Montgomery from Bewitched. Bewitched? Yes, that was one of his claims to fame. Uh, Armand Desante plays John Hawks, one of the only characters who has a first and last name in this movie. Um, you know him from Gotti, American Gangster, Judge Dredd. You know him, don't you? Uh, little Darlings. Uh, All right, you ready? You ready? Let's go back. Damien okay. Omen 2. Oh, good. The Librarian, Return of the King, Airport 77, Transformer Age of Extinction, The yep. Devil's Daughter, Six Feet Under. I don't remember him on Six Feet Under. Me either. Syriana... Babylon 5. I mean, he's been acting. No question. He's, he's got a full... But there wasn't... I mean, really, Prophecy is his crowning achievement, I'm sad to say. No, Falcon Crest was huge. I remember watching that back in the wood, back in the day. Man. Oh, my God, you're right. I'm scrolling through all his TV and stuff. I, I just thought I remembered him doing something else. La Esposa, the Sundance Kid. You know it, don't you? Uh, Richard Dysart plays Isley. We love him primarily from... He was the thing. He was in the thing. He was the doctor who tries to shock the guy's chest and gets his arms bitten off. That was good. He also famously was Leland McKenzie in L.A. Law for 100 seasons. Oh, there you go. Loved L.A. Law. Wasn't that great? (laughs) That's great. Uh, Ramona was played by an actress named Victoria Rakimo. She was a miscellaneous crew on Lincoln. Also on Falcon Crest. Ooh. Oh, and uh, by the way, he was on six episodes of Six Feet Under. Makes sense. She was most famously from uh, Ernest Goes to Camp. So it's an all-star cast, as you can see. Uh, (laughs) Shall we do our ratings? Are you ready? (sighs) Boy, this is a hard one. This is a hard one because... It's at hilarious. Some po- at some point, it's it can be a little boring. Yes. But at other points, it, it perks up, and you're like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> it is. The last the last twenty five minutes are hilarious. That's what I would say. <laughs> All right, I will give it the first half. I will give it one fetus bear, but for the second half, I'm gonna give it a three and three quarters. Armana Santi with an unnatural tan. Three and three quarters, Armanda Sante. Okay, interesting. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to give it, let's say, three out of six exploding sleeping bags. <laughs> That's what I'm going to give um, You're right. When it's, when it's just kind of doing its thing, it's basically kind of nondescript and relatively boring. When it's full-blown bear attack, if you could just fast forward to whenever the bear is on the loose... Hilarity. Hilarity. So, you know, it's something good's when, happening. Something good's going to happen. When, like, literally, when the bear hits the sleeping bag and it explodes, I stood up and applauded. 
I was like, amazing. That, amazing. Is, that is the pinnacle. The exploding sleeping bag is the pinnacle. Is the pinnacle. Uh, sadly, it only has a 24% rotten. Boy, that is surprising. Uh, It it is buoyed by the audience score of 36%. So you know it's a classic. You know it's a classic. So there you have it. Thank you very much. Go to our page on Facebook at the podcast that wouldn't die. Go to our page on Twitter at tpodcasttwdie. You can email us at the podcast that wouldn't die at gmail. Gmail. Uh, we are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. So write, or, uh, rate, or write. You can rate, write to us. Write and give us, write to us as well. Rate, like, share, subscribe. Tell a friend if you will. Good times had by all. Aaron, you are on social media. What's the word? The word is the bird, dude. Oh my god. Anyway, and now I forgot what I was going to say. What's my word? Oh, the cult of Aaron. <laughs> I was distracted with my own internal thoughts. The cult of Aaron, everyone, join the cults. I am That's... on the Insta. I am on the uh, the Twitter. Uh, I am not on the Snapchat. I am not on the TikTok. No TikTok for you. I'm sad to say. It's a sad situation. So thank you very much, and be well. Later, people.